I'm your host, as always, Peggy Ann Saltz, mobile analyst, tech consultant, senior at Forbes writer, and founder at Mobile Groove. And bringing you today, Reimagine Growth, our special mini-series on retention marketing, powered by CleverTap, headquartered in Mountain View, California, with offices in Mumbai, Singapore, Dubai, CleverTap is a modern integrated retention cloud that empowers digital consumer brands to increase customer retention and lifetime value. And as I said, every two weeks, we bring you tips and advice from marketers at major consumer brands who trust CleverTap to achieve retention and engagement goals. And today, we're going to hear about how you can encourage creators to create a little bit of a twist there because it's all about getting your messaging right to drive frequent interaction and connection. And we're looking at a social app that is, well, I would say you excel at driving the three C's that I'll call connection, community, and conversations over there at YouNow. My guest is the head of product at YouNow, Rory Gagan. You are at YouNow, and it's a very interesting live streaming app. I was taking a look at it. Tell me a little bit about that, because it's uh, it's like Twitch with a twist, maybe, can I say? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, like you said, YouNow is a live streaming platform. I think we really focus on community, as you say, um, and it's really for anyone looking to come and meet people, um, join a community, and get really involved, and it's all through the the medium of live streaming. It's coming on strong. I mean, you have an app, you provide a web experience, 50 million registers users, probably that's an old number, probably it's more. What's the what's the user experience like? I mean, we said it's uh, it's different from other platforms. What is it and who's your audience? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's different from other platforms uh, in the sense that we really try to make it very easy to use. You know, unlike some other streaming platforms out there, where you might require like a high-end uh, PC or gaming PC or third-party software to get started, you now is really sort of an out-of-the-box experience, right? So you just need sort of a laptop, a webcam, or your mobile device, and you can download the app and visit our website um, and get started instantly. So it's a really sort of low-barrier entry platform. And you're head of product. I mean, this is your baby. Yes. Um, t tell me about it. You know, share some of the stages, steps that you've designed into it because, uh, you know, there's as much a journey in creating the product as there is for me as a user and using it. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a pretty complicated platform and there's a lot to it. But I think for us, like, um, you know, when we, the journey and the user journey, especially for us, the key thing is that new user experience. That's uh, a part that we spend a lot of time focusing on um, and a lot of our attention on. So improving that onboarding and having really strong communication um, with the user in those early stages for us is really critical. So tell me a little bit about that because onboarding is really critical. I mean, get it right and you can educate people to get the most out of the app experience. You can encourage them to, to share. It's so essential to get that right. And everyone is talking about how to get it right. So what's a top tip for marketers listening in when it comes to onboarding? Yeah, and obviously it differs from platform to platform and there's different things, but I think um, something that's really important is is understanding what your users are expecting, what's motivating them, why do they come to your platform in the first place? Because um, uh, if you can understand that, then you, you can make sure you're giving them that in that first experience, that first day, making sure they're getting that. Um, so I think understanding your users, where they're coming from, um, if you can work that out, the rest will sort of follow. 
Okay, so you're getting that from from the data. You're seeing that, you know, the sources that brought you the new users. You sort of understand, you're thinking about your cohorts. That's more marketing, your product. So let's stay on let's stay on product. We won't go there because cohorts is not your space. It's it's really tough and we won't go down in the weeds, but it is interesting because product is marketing, everyone says. You know, there's a certain there's a certain flow, there's a certain experience that gets creators to create. Because um, they're not born that way. You have to make them. You have to motivate them. Tell me a little bit about the experience um, and the encouragement you provide to get creators to create. Yeah, um, it is a, definitely a challenge to get creators, uh, you know, to start creating and then also continue to create. It's not easy to jump on a camera and start performing and broadcasting to the world. Um, so one of the tactics and tools we use in the product to to help motivate that that um, behavior is is sort of gamifying the experience. Um, so, you know, an example of that on you now is we have a, a pretty in-depth leveling system, um, and that we use to sort of help get our streamers and our users in general to continue to use the platform and, and improve, um, their, their broadcasting skills. So gamifying, so that's like a little bit of, um, you know, oh, you're contributing, so you're going to get maybe some status points or some, you know, some, some high fives, you know, whatever. Uh, t tell me about yeah. that because that's, that's really exciting and it's built into the platform. So it comes naturally. It feels like this is the way it needs to be. And it's a flow that you've built. I'd, I'd love to hear more exactly. about that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a very sort of, um, uh, deliberately designed system and and basically how it works on you now is just by participating whether it's streaming yourself or, or being a viewer in, in an audience um, and chatting you're always earning experience points and those experience points are contributing towards your level on the system um, and then with your level you're unlocking different things like uh, rewards and perks um, such as in-app currency um, or exclusive gifts that you can send to other streamers um, and, and the real, the, I think the most valuable thing you're, you're getting with that system is the status of the level, um, which is really interesting because, you know, if you see uh, a level 250 on the platform, um, you know, you can really quickly understand that they're very experienced on the platform and they have a lot of respect within the community. But of course you also have to have prompts, nudges, you know, notifications, whatever you want to call them, that conversation that says, Hey, uh, we're here. Might you share? Maybe you haven't thought about sharing today, or maybe you haven't thought about sharing recently. That's part of the flow as well. That's part of the product mechanics. Tell me a little bit about what works when you're trying to nudge someone and not feel like you're nudging them. Yeah, I, I think it's. Um, I think when it comes to to those sort of things, it has to be highly personalized. Um, and, and contextual. So if the user doesn't value, you know, for example, if you're trying to get someone to share something, they, they have to want to share it, right? You can nudge them all you want, but if it's not something they're interested in sharing, they're not going to share it. Um, so making sure that it's personal and it's valued by the user, um, I think is really important when you're, when you're trying to get them to, to sort of give them that nudge. What's a no-go? I'm just curious. What is it that maybe you've learned and it doesn't have to be that like it's an insulting right. no-go. You know, it can just be like a no-go as in doesn't work, leave it better. You know, let's spare our listeners a little bit of trial and error here. Is there a no-go here or does everything go as long as it's just personal and well-meant? 
things that are not in the interest of the user uh, are a no-go. Spamming users with, with prompts and things like that is, is a no-go for sure. So um, keeping it relevant and personalized, I think, is just always the key. So I'm just curious in that personalization, what, what level of personalization is that? Because different marketers are at different levels. We're all past the point that we think putting your name in the first line is personalization. That's not personalization. That's table stakes. But could you just elaborate a little bit around what personalization is in practice? Because, again, it has to be personal. I'm also hearing a lot about how it needs to be sort of individual and predictive and as if you are sitting next to me and tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, you know, how about this? So so how are you approaching that? Yeah, I think I personalize is also what type of user you are and where you are in your journey as a user. You know, so an example that we sort of use on the platform is sending things like a weekly broadcasting summary um, is an example of, of that personalization. So uh, yes, we have your name on it, but we also sort of give you a lot more information there that is relevant to where you are in your journey as a streamer. Um, so we find that a really sort of motivating factor um, in terms of getting people to stream, um, but it's also highly personalized. So I think that's a really good example. So one point about gamification is interesting that you assume that it's like a Gen Z thing or, or, or you know, some other segment. What, what kind of segments, what's your audience and how are they responding to gamification? Is it something like a universal here? Yeah, I mean, so we definitely have sort of uh, a younger demographic when it comes to, to our users. But um, I think the gamification is, um, it, 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 it's motivating for, for all demographics, you know, we, we have found. Um, we, we think about it less about the, the demographic as such and more the cohort of the users. Um, are they a spender? Are they a, a supporter or are they a broadcaster or are they just a lurker and a viewer? Um, and so we have different sort of systems that, um, that service those sort of three cohorts. So you have a number of segments. Do you weigh in on how many segments it's, uh, is there a limit I want to say, or a perfect number? Should you try no more than five or, uh, just trying to understand again, the practical side of segmentation and how many buckets you really want to put your new users into. It really depends on, on, you know, what you're trying to achieve at the time. So, you know, we, we sort of have a high level view where we sort of probably stick to those three segments. Um, but then within those segments, we're, we often will dive deeper when we're really trying to get, you know, get in deep with what we're trying to solve. Um, so I, I think it, you know, you can have multiple different views of your segments and, and some more granular than, than others. One is the motivation to create, but there are many platforms that also really make it worth your while. I'm just not clear, and I wanted to be very clear on how you monetize your app, how you encourage your audience. Is there some some real or virtual currency going on here? How, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So on you now, all streamers have the ability to actually earn real money. So that is a huge motivating factor when it comes to uh, getting our creators to, to stream regularly. Um, and, the, and the way that works, all that revenue is coming from, or all that, um, you know, the, those earnings for those partners is coming from uh, their fans, their viewers. So um, in you now, that comes through the form of virtual gifts. Um, so you can send um, a streamer a virtual gift, um, and you'll send that with in-app currency that you purchase uh, through you now. Um, and then 
that revenue and that money is going towards that streamer to support them and allow them to continue doing what they do best. And you also give them that feedback loop as well. So when we talk about how do you get creators to create, you know, I'm getting a, a, a summary. It's saying, hey, this is, you know, your milestones and you did really well here and your content was, you know, well received. And I just have this feedback loop that I don't often have with other platforms to understand, okay, how do I really up my game? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And like, we, you know, we spoke, we've spoken to a lot of our broadcasters and they are extremely motivated people. They want to get better. And so we're just there to give them the tools to, to help them track that and improve their, their skills. Any sort of peek into those tools, I wonder, because, uh, you know, every one of us is a budding videographer now, uh, but we don't have the tools. We don't have the tech. We don't, we don't always know, but we know we want to. Is, is there some other tools, tutorial, making it just a little bit easier? Yeah. So, I mean, we have, we offer um, in our sort of support center, a lot of tips and guides and and how to just improve uh, yourself as a streamer um, in terms of setup and things like that. So just sort of more general tips. Um, But in terms of like uh, within the product, uh, one thing we do offer is um, a complete sort of broadcast analytics page and dashboard that we allow users to track every single stream that they do. Um, and see all the stats for those streams and actually view it on a, on a monthly view and see that they are actually improving um, in, in different aspects of their streaming. That is pretty cool. That is actually very cool. And I can imagine you have some budding sort of producers and, and personalities in there. Is there anything you could, could share? Is there um, you know, names or uh, approaches, uh, topic areas that are maybe you know, high-flying? Uh, it's interesting, like, uh, we have, like, a lot of great talent on the platform, a lot of musicians, a lot of, like, great entertainers. We find the, the streamers that do really well on you now uh, are the ones that sort of are able to um, cross all those sort of genres. They may be a musician, they might just be a great personality, but the real key thing that they're able to do is um, connect with their audience is and actually involve their audience in their stream. Um, so... You know, our platform is not necessarily designed for um, a one-way broadcast where people are just watching you. It's specifically designed that you're involving people and you're, uh, you know, bringing them onto the stage with you. And um, they're the streamers that we actually see do really well on our platform. So if you put it together, it's very much around how do you get creators to create? Well, one is the platform, definitely the product that you've created. Then another is the personalization, the nudges, and then the feedback, right? This, uh, this um, insight into how am I really doing? How can I do better? You know, this is not about just sort of hanging out and doing our dance. I wouldn't ask you to do one, Rory. But, uh, you know, just, uh, yeah, conversations in a platform. Is it, is it open to everyone? I'm just curious. Or is there like I choose my audience or I have a little bit of a – a way to bring them in or, or encourage them. I mean, it's not a free for all that's for sure. It's open to everyone. I mean, we do categorize our content and, and the users have the ability to categorize themselves. So, you know, if you are a musician, you can sort of try and live in that space, but we really encourage our, our streamers to just try a bit of everything and, and just sort of, um, uh, just be as open as possible. Of course you have to know when you've done it right. So what tells you, if you've done it right, what helps you understand the performance of your campaigns? Yeah, um, we have a, a number of different ways of measuring performance of, of different campaigns. So um, we have a data analyst team um, that really helps us analyze um, 
product features success. So that's more sort of looking at our internal data and understanding what's working and what's not. Um, and then when it comes to our um, marketing and communication campaigns, um, we we use CleverTap's uh, analytics systems for that. So CleverTap is, is what we use for all of our internal um, communications with our users. Um, and, and they offer a, a really great, pretty extensive uh, analytical dashboard that you can basically look at each of our campaigns um, and look at the conversion of those campaigns and, and understand what's working and what's not. Um, and based on all that information, we can make decisions on what we need to change and, and what's going to come next. Tell me a little bit about that journey because you're able to see into what's working, what's not. But you're probably also able to understand like when it's working because some people want to start out with push and then go to email or, you know, can you tell me something about how you sequence campaigns across your channels and what you've learned there? Yeah, I think that um, like sort of sequencing um, across different channels is really effective, especially for that, those new users, as I mentioned earlier. You know, when we're learning about a new user, um, we're not quite sure if they're if they're more responsive to email or push, for example. Um, so, you know, using a system like CleverTap, we can actually um, you know learn that pretty quickly. And if someone's not opening their email, we might follow up with a push notification, um, you know, with information that we think is really important for them to receive. So we know how you're approaching measuring performance, understanding what the user journey needs to be, and the sequence of events. What have you actually seen for results? Yeah, I mean, um, since integrating with CleverTap in 2020, we've seen about a, a 20% increase in our active usership. Um, so just an incredible uplift there. Um, and so, like I said, all those tools of being able to analyze what's working, what's not, has had you know, a really great impact. So I have to ask it because you're talking about what's working, what's not. And we do love learnings. Is there something you can share about what works or doesn't work? In that sequence, in that journey, what have you learned? Maybe it's, uh, you know, don't use certain channels too often or mix them up in different ways. What I've learned is, uh, unfortunately, there's never a, a sort of uh, one solution fits all. And it really depends on campaign to campaign. And and I, while I wish it, it was that way, um, you've just got to constantly experiment and try new things. And, um, you know, you need to have the tools to be able to, to you know, learn if those experiments are working, but um, that's probably the biggest learning I've had. Let's take a scenario. Let's play a little game. Let's imagine that it's, uh, uh, it's all about acquiring new users. We talked about that, you know, keeping those newly acquired users and getting them to do that, that action, create, get involved. Um, imagine for a moment a campaign where you have the feeling that you're losing their interest. How would you sort of bring back or win back? What might work there, for example, from what you've learned? You know, if you're seeing something is not working and you're starting to lose those users, um, you could potentially try a different channel. Maybe that's, you know, why um, they're not responding, you know, in the communications that you're trying to hit them with. Um, so, for example, if all your comms are going through email um, and you're seeing a real low conversion rate, um, Maybe it's time to try something else. So, you know, we find push notification is really effective. Even in-app notifications can sometimes work really well too. So I think try something different on that front. I want to get back to product, right? And talk about the social media app, that experience. Um, what users expect from social? Because we've seen hits like you now and some misses 
not to name names, but like Clubhouse. So what does that tell us? Uh, what's going on in social media? What works? Um, I think the I think the Clubhouse case is an interesting one. I think um, I think when it comes to Clubhouse, uh, you know, they had this explosion in early 2021. Um, you know, partially helped by the pandemic, and I and I think a lot of social platforms, um, you know, saw a similar growth in traffic at that time. I think, you know, potentially what failed they failed to do there was to sort of maintain that traffic and main and retain those users. Um, you know, as the world sort of opened back up and, um, you know, vaccines became available. You know, I think audio is really great for like sharing of information, like podcasts and, and audio books. I think when it comes to like creating social uh, connections with real people, it falls a little short. Um, so I, I think you know, that's certainly an observation that I've had. Um, and uh, not to say that there's not challenges with video, because um, there are definitely many, but uh, yeah, that, that's something that I see. So I think more of a focus on video um, would, would be a, a trend that I would expect to continue to see happening. Lovely segue, because I was going to ask you about trends, because you also can tell us something about regions as well, because you're a global app, right? You now is everywhere. You have uh, users in many regions. Is there something you can tell me as a as a trend watcher, as a cool watcher, what you're thinking and saying? Yep, I would place bets on that in 2022. I think like region regional is is very interesting, um, and it, and it's funny. You know, I mentioned the audio only thing because uh, you know, for example, in like we have a lot of users in the Middle East and North Africa. Audio only streams are more popular there. Actually, there's there's uh, people are less likely to want to show their face on camera. Um, and so that's a real big challenge for us um, in in how do we create um, a really engaging and interactive experience without video. Um, so I think um, what's really interesting, you know, and potentially a way that will ultimately solve that challenge is is things like the metaverse and, and VR, and you know, everyone's scrambling to work out what all that is and how that what that will mean. Um, I, I think we may find the solution uh, there. Are you excited about the metaverse? I mean, are you like ramping up and saying, hey, this is going to be some cool stuff? I'm excited by it. Absolutely. Um, I think it's definitely cool stuff. Um, you know, I think time will tell. I think we're all really trying to understand it. And, and you know, I think there's a lot of possibilities there. But uh, yeah, time will tell. Staying with the future, just for a moment, last question. What's next for you, perhaps personally and product or, or you now as well, because it's all about, you know, fueling more creation in the year ahead. What can we expect? Uh, I mean, you now, um, we're really focused on um, our creators right now. You know, our goal is just to continuously make it easier and easier for, for our streamers to create content. And so we're doing that by offering, you know, um, a suite of creator tools. Um, that will basically, um, you know, be a, you know, a, a range of, of tools where people can sort of just create new types of content. So an example of that is we've just released a giveaway tool. So that basically allows our streamers to host their own giveaways and contests within their streams through the platform. We're planning on rolling out more features along those lines in the coming months. And, and that's really our plan um, as we enter 2022. I'm just thinking that's pretty cool. You're just you know, imagining um, having your own contests and giveaways and, and, and quizzes and, and running your own show, literally. Um, 
cool idea because we've seen some amazing apps. I saw, you know, over a billion downloads for some apps because they let you draw better, for example. So it does indeed um, pay to give your users tools and to encourage that creation engagement. Great story, Rory. Um, love to have you back maybe someday to give us an update. Uh, thanks so much for sharing today on Mobile For Presence. sure. Thank you for having me. You've already got us so excited about you now. Some of our users may want to find out more or stay up in touch with you uh, personally. Just what's the best way to do it? Um, yeah, I mean, you can find you now at younow.com. You can download our app uh, from the App Store or Play Store. And yeah, you can find us on, on Twitter and all the major social networks. And are, are you on your platform? Uh, I am on my platform. You can find my user, uh, which is Rory. Um, I do occasionally stream and, and give updates on different features that we're, we're planning on releasing. So um, come by and fan me up and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Hey, there you go. And gift you there as well. It's the best thing. It's, it, it is truly the best. I've heard this from so many different companies and marketers. You know, when you do basically your own marketing and your own presentation, it's, it's first of all, it's much more authentic, but it's also much more fun. So I, uh, you got me wondering. I think I have to download and look for you there. <laughs> Sounds <Rory. good. laughs> And thanks again, Rory. And of course, Rory has shared his journey and to help marketers and organizations with insights and direction they need to drive customer connection and retention, CleverTap invites you to tune into CleverTap Engage. It's a lively bi-weekly video podcast that challenges convention and shines a light on CMOs at major brands, achieving meaningful, memorable, and clever customer engagement. A little bit of disclosure here. I'm also the co-host at that show, and you can check it out and learn from the best and out all over for you over at the CleverTap playlist on YouTube. So check it out. And if you want to become a sponsor or a guest or find out more about the show, then email me, Peggy. Peggy at mobilegroove.com is where you can also find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. You can also check out this in all earlier episodes of our show by going to Amazon, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And don't forget video because now we are on YouTube powered by my own brand, The Groove. So until next time, remember... Every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Keep well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. 